Hi, everybody. This is Dao. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the I Paint Ideas podcast, the show that takes you behind the art and deep inside the creative process. I am so happy that many of you have listened to Dao Art Trends episode, and thank you so much for the positive feedback about the idea of putting art on the continuum and looking at what art's point of view is. And one person even suggested that this can be a new art movement, Daoism, which I thought was really cool. Thank you so much for saying that. I appreciate it so, so much. You know, it's hard for me to share my own stuff. It's a lot easier to share other people's stuff because the stakes are so much higher and the criticism cuts a lot deeper when it's your own. So I appreciate the kind words and I appreciate you for listening. If you haven't subscribed yet, I invite you to do that and also leave me a review if you can because those really help podcasts like this one. Okay, back to sharing my stuff with you. Today I chose a painting called Stepping into the Future. And Stepping into the Future is one of the pieces that I mentioned on the Trends podcast as an example of putting art on a continuum. In this case, it's moving along the time dimension because it is a future iteration of a painting that I made 15 years before. I talked more about the art continuum and what it is and, and how it works on the Dao Art Trends episode. If you haven't heard it, I'll put a link to it in the show notes. And you can go to ipaintideaspod.com forward slash future and that's where you can find the show notes, all the links, and of course, the link to the painting itself. Now, to understand this one, Stepping to the Future, I have to tell you the story about the original from 15 years ago. The original was not titled. It was oil on canvas, and I believe it was either 24 by 36, so 30 by 40, I can't remember exactly, and it was based on a dream that I had. Now, I have to warn you, every time I tell this story, I get teary-eyed. I can't explain why that is. Even though I told the story many, 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 many times over the years to many different people, and I still get the same reaction. So if that happens, I apologize in advance. I'll try to keep it together. I really don't want to cry on my own podcast, but it could happen. It could happen, so I'm just letting you know in advance. So let me tell you the story. In this dream, I went to visit a friend. The friend is a real friend in real life, and she has a real gift for mediumship. So in my dream, I go to her house, and she tells me I have something to show you. So in the dream, she guides me through her house to her living room. We go through her kitchen, we go through the dining room, and then we get to the living room. And now I'm looking at this room. It's her room, her house. And then suddenly, the floor of that room changes. It, it turns like a turntable, and a new scene emerges, a different room emerges. It's similar to what you would see in theater production when they change sets quickly, like there is a turntable on the stage. So this is sort of like that. And now I'm looking at a different room altogether. It was a period piece, probably from, I don't know, 100 years ago, 200 years ago or something. It was beautifully decorated, beautiful furniture, not a thing out of place. And I saw a woman standing in the middle of the room. She was facing the door across the room. And I was standing behind her facing the door as well. So I could see her back. 
And once I saw her, I zoomed into her body so I can see the world from her point of view. I was still me. She was still her. We were not together or the same person. We were still separate, but I could see the world from her point of view. The door in front of us opened and this man, also very well dressed, wearing this hat with a large brim. I couldn't see his face, but he stepped in through the door and as soon as he stepped in, he pulled a gun and shot her. And that was maybe from like six feet away. So as soon as he crossed the threshold into the room, he pulled the trigger and the bullet left the chamber and started to travel toward her. And when that happened, I zoomed out. Now I could s still see her from behind and I saw her fall to the ground to the left side. Her, her knees buckled and she fell on her side to the left. Okay. I'm gonna keep it I, I'm gonna keep it together. I'm gonna this this is kinda where it gets a little Okay. So the bullet leaves the chamber, hits her body, I zoom out to where I was before. We're separate now. I can I'm I'm behind her the way that I was to begin with, and I see her fall to the ground in slow motion. Her knees buckled and she fell to the left. And I think what makes me cry every time is that in that moment, okay, I can do this. I experienced a feeling of the sorrow of the world losing her. And it's and I have this reaction, you can probably hear my voice. Every time I think about it, every time I sp speak about it. And then I woke up. And I woke up from that dream just crying. Big tears rolling down my face. I don't know where it came from. I don't know what the dream means. Some friends suggested that... That was probably me, and I was recalling a past life. I don't know. Um, that's why I had that reaction. I don't know. I don't know. But that was the inspiration for that original, unnamed, untitled painting. And so that original painting showed her falling to the ground. And it was similar to Marcel Duchamp's new Descending a Staircase, number two, if you remember that one. Um, you could see her fall, I could see her from behind, kind of the view that I had, and her falling to the side in slow motion, frame by frame by frame. And it was very abstracted, and I also added the brim of a hat in that picture. I didn't see her face, I didn't see his face, I don't know who they were, um, but that was the original painting. And then, a couple of years later, that painting, that original painting, was violently destroyed by someone, not me, <laughs> on purpose. Long story for another day. She was punched. The canvas was torn to shreds. Um, okay. Um, stretch bars broken and twisted. 
she was thrown against the wall, damaged beyond repair. So I tried to save a little piece of it. I wanted to cut a little square out of the canvas so I could keep that. And then somehow, I lost that too. It just disappeared as if by magic, never to be seen again. So it was sort of like not meant to be. Very interesting how that worked out considering what the subject matter was. And so I debated with myself if I should redo it because I liked the painting. It was important to me. I thought it was probably the best one I did up to that point. I liked the colors. I liked the technique. I liked the composition. I liked everything about it. And of course, the subject matter was essential to me because it was such an emotional experience. The dream, the creation, the destruction of the painting. Anyways, decades later, I guess decade and a half later, I decided that I would redo it. But this time, I was going to resurrect her. So instead of her falling to the ground, I was going to make her step into the future, right? Instead of her dying in front of me, I was going to make her get bigger and more significant than she ever thought possible ever she could be. And so that's what I did. So this is a pretty big painting. Stepping into the future is a pretty big painting. It's five feet by eight feet because I wanted her to be eight feet tall. And for friends who are using metric system, that's meter and a half, give or take, by almost two and a half meters. So she's, she's pretty big and tall and she lives in my hallway now, which is 14 feet ceiling. She's about two and a half feet off the ground. So the top of it is like, over three meters, 11, like 11 feet or something. So she's towering. And that's where she is now. Um, I see her every day. And that makes me happy to see her stepping into the future. She's an inspiration to me. So let me tell you a little bit about how I made it. I love to be congruent with my art and the message. Because, of course, the art is communicating an idea. So being congruent, how I think about it, um, how I use my tools, you know, whether or not I use my fingers, which is most of the time, or I use tools that I find around or improvise or the technique that I use or whatever the case may be. All of that has to be congruent with the story that I'm trying to tell. And so if you go to the gallery or to the show notes, you'll see a link to the painting. You'll see that it's made up of four different canvases, each of the canvases is approximately the same size as the original. So there are 30 by 48 each put together. Um, there are five feet by eight feet. And so what I wanted to do is symbolize this repair. You know, it was one and now I'm, I'm picking up the pieces and I'm not only repairing what was broken, but making it bigger. The next thing that I did was paint the background. It's the base that you cannot see in the final painting. In this case, I painted a rainbow, which represents the light body, the colors associated with an aura. And then I put a gaze on top of that, and I made it run so that it looks like tears coming down. But you can see the rainbow, you can see the light body. Um, and that's by design, and a lot of my paintings have those kind of hidden layers in them that have a meaning to the story and to me but you can't see them. And this is one of those examples. So that's in the background, gaze on top. It ran 
down so it looks like tears. If you look closely, you'll be able to see it, but you have to look closely. And I think it really connects the two chapters together, repairing what was broken and then the emotion that makes me cry every time I tell the story. And then I wanted to capture her in the movement, not when she was on the ground, lifeless, but in the movement. So she's taking a step and walking. As she goes further into the future, she gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And I played with a couple of different things here. One is this notion of perspective. You know, if things get further away, they look smaller. I turn that on its head. And as she gets further away, she becomes bigger and more significant as the time goes on. So the further she gets in life, the bigger she gets. Until she kind of phases out at some point and the canvas cannot contain her anymore. So she jumps off the canvas. The second thing that I incorporated is the notion of going from left to right to symbolize going into the future. At least in our part of the world where we write left to right. When we say, you know, moving to the right, that means sort of moving into the future. So I turned that on its head as well. And I made her go from right to left. Not only reversing and repairing what happened in the past, in the original, but also not to the original, because if you remember, she fell to the left. So I kept that same parallel there. So I left it like that for a while. I thought it wasn't finished. It just wasn't finished yet. And that's what happens to me if I make something and I look at it and I feel it's not ready, I don't sign it. And then maybe two months later or something, I wake up in the middle of the night and I finish and I sign it. If I feel that it's completely finished, then I sign it. So I left it like that for a while, probably give or take six months unsigned. And then I talked about it with my friend, my dear friend Label, who is a writer. And we often talk about, you know, physics and art and screenwriting and storytelling. And we had a really great discussions about discussion about it. And then he played back for me what he got out of the painting and listening to his experience with it I knew it was done and actually this feeling that she the painting is not done yet is actually part of the story because there is a lot of future that will be written for her so that is stepping into the future you can see her in the gallery of course if you go to show notes at ipaintideaspod.com forward slash future, all the links will be there so you can access them quickly. And I would love to hear your take on this painting. Leave me a comment on social media, DM me at DaoArt on most social media platforms. I would love to hear your thoughts. So I used the Stepping into the Future painting as a bookend in the catalogs and exhibits. She's always in every exhibit. She's part of it. And I put her on the last page because she's there as a reminder that there is always a more significant future to step into. So that's cool. Okay, now I'm crying. Um, I'll just leave it here. Of course, thank you so much for listening to my story. Make sure to subscribe to my podcast if you haven't already. And please leave a review. As always, thank you so much for listening and I shall see you next time.